Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have an intriguing topic to discuss. SEPQA. Personalized Community Question Answering. It's a mouthful. But don't worry. We'll break it down for you. That's right. Personalization in information retrieval is something that has been studied for a long time. But there's still a lack of high quality. Real-world datasets to conduct large-scale experiments and evaluate models for personalized search. And that's where SEPQA comes in. It stands for Stack Exchange Personalized Question Answering. And it's a curated resource that aims to fill the gap in personalized models related to community. Question Answering. CQA. So what exactly does this resource include? Well, it consists of over 1 million queries and 2 million answers from a popular SCAR platform called Stack Exchange. These questions and answers are annotated with a rich set of features that model the social interactions among the platform's users. Right. And these features include things like the number of upvotes or downvotes received by a question or answer, the number of views, the tags associated with the question or answer, and even comments left by other users. Tom. The dataset also includes additional information about the users themselves as such as their past questions and answers, their reputation score within the community, and even their profile views. This dataset allows researchers to not only develop personalized models tailored specifically towards community question answering tasks but also evaluate them using real-world data. These experiments showed improved performance across multiple metrics such as precision at k, recall at k, mean average, precision, normalized discounted cumulative gain. More specifically, the authors compared different methods ranging from traditional approaches like BM25 to deep learning models like BERT, GPTAND, even hybrid models that combine both. They found that personalized models consistently outperformed non-personalized approaches across all metrics. Gen. Their results show that personalizing search results based on user preferences and behavior leads to more accurate and relevant answers, which ultimately enhances the overall user experience. What's particularly interesting is the use of transformer-based models like BERT and GPT for personalized question answering. These models have shown great potential in many natural language processing tasks, and their application in community question answering is no exception. The authors also explored different techniques for fine-tuning these models to better adapt them to the specific context of personalized question answering. Absolutely. Tom, for example, they looked at methods like supervised fine-tuning using labeled data, self-supervised learning with pre-training using in-labeled data, Now let's discuss some potential applications of SEPQA. Lastly, let's not forget about the implications this research has on practical applications. By improving personalized community question answering systems, 
We can enhance various online platforms such as forums or Q&A websites by providing users with more relevant responses to their questions. This can lead to increased user satisfaction and engagement within these communities. CPQA truly has incredible potential for advancing research in personalized community question. Answering. Its curated dataset provides researchers with a valuable resource to develop and evaluate new models that leverage real-world interactions among users. The future of information retrieval systems looks brighter thanks to this groundbreaking work. Couldn't have said it better myself. Tom. Well, that wraps up today's episode on SEPQA. Personalized Community Question Answering. We hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained some insight into this exciting field. As always, stay curious and keep exploring. Thank you for tuning in. We'll be back soon with more captivating topics on our award-winning NPR podcast. Until next time. Take care. Closing music. End of episode. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. We have a really spooky sponsor for today's episode. That's right. Tom, get ready to embark on a hair-raising adventure with Spectral Spins. The Haunted Ghost Ship Wheel Experience. A ghostly voice echoes. Ghostly voice. Ahoy. Mateys. Looking for an otherworldly thrill? Look no further than Spectral Spins. Picture this. Listeners, you and your friends hop aboard an ominous ghost ship. But instead of sails, it has massive ferris wheels. And these ferris wheels? They're inhabited by mischievous ghosts who are eager to give you the ride of your afterlife. Ghostly voice. Dare you take on our haunting heights wheel? It spins and twirls amidst eerie fog and mysterious cackles. But watch out for those spectral hands reaching out. They love stealing hats. Or how about our ghoul's gamble wheel? It plunges into bone-chilling darkness every few seconds while ghoulish laughter fills the air. Don't worry. It's cosmetically safe, we think. I'd definitely keep an eye out for disheveled pirates or little lost souls looking for their stomping grounds. We hear that happens quite frequently. Ghostly voice. Whispers. Boo. Tom startled. Ah, uh, right. Listeners, fear not. Our friend Casper insists there hasn't been a single loss of life reported in months. Well except Tyler losing his nerves once again. He still owes us lunch money from that haunted house incident last year. Jen, laughing. Oh yes, poor Tyler. But hey folks if you mention our podcast when buying tickets online at www.spectral-spins.com slash podcastmavens using code G-H-O-S-T-L-Y-M-A-V-E-N-S. You might just get a discount. As always, see website for details. So grab your friends, put on your bravest face. Disclaimer. This podcast episode is purely fictional and not an actual NPR podcast. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Jen. 
Today, we have a fascinating topic to delve into. We're going to explore the world of query understanding in the age of large language models. That's right, Jen. In this digital era, where natural language processing and AI have become the norm, it's crucial for search engines and information-seeking interfaces to understand user queries. Effectively. Absolutely. Tom. And with the rise and adoption of large language models like GPT-3 and GPT-4, understanding user intent has never been more important. These models have enhanced understanding and generation capabilities for various language tasks. They certainly have, Jen. And that's why we're excited to discuss a recent paper titled Query Understanding in the Age of Large Language Models. This paper proposes a framework for interactive query rewriting using these large language models. Exactly. Tom. The authors aim to unfold new opportunities for improved and transparent intent understanding while building high-performance retrieval systems they focus on presenting, interacting, and reasoning over machine intent in natural language. This approach has profound implications for transparency ranking performance, and moves away from traditional supervised signals used for intent understanding. And in this episode, we'll explore the key concepts behind this framework and how it can revolutionize the way we interact with search engines. We'll also discuss the challenges faced by conventional search engines in bridging the vocabulary gap between users' query intentions and machine interpretation. It's certainly a complex topic but fear not. Our goal is to break it down into intuitive explanations that everyone can follow along with. Absolutely, Jen. So if you've ever wondered how search engines understand your queries or want to learn about hey, exciting advancements in query understanding using large language models, then this episode is for you. So stick around. Grab a cup of coffee or tea. And get ready to dive deep into the world of query understanding in the age of large language models. Let's get started. Background music fades in. Welcome back listeners. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on query understanding in the age of large language models. Absolutely. Tom. It's fascinating to see how these models can enhance search engines capabilities and improve user. Interactions. It really is, Jen. And now let's take a closer look at the framework proposed in the paper for interactive query. Rewriting using large language models. Yes. Tom. The authors propose an approach that allows users to interact with search engines in natural language and refine their queries before retrieval. This means users have more control over expressing their intent and can iterate quickly based on Machine-generated rewrites. That sounds incredibly empowering for users. I can imagine it saves time by reducing unnecessary clicks and searches. Exactly. The authors also highlight the importance of transparency and explainability when presenting machine intent to users. By providing understandable explanations of machine intents, Users can better understand why certain rewrites are suggested and provide valuable feedback. 
and that feedback loop is crucial for improving retrieval systems the framework even suggests. Incorporating user feedback into training data for fine-tuning the system. That's right, Tom. By incorporating direct user feedback along with indirect signals like click-through data or dwell time data, we can create a mutually reinforcing relationship between user intent and machine intent. It's fascinating how these large language models enable such advanced interactions between users and search systems. Absolutely. And this paper highlights how training these systems on diverse sources of data can lead to more reliable rewrites without information leakage. That's a great point, Jen. In the paper, they mention using data augmentation and prompting techniques to generate plausible rewrites without affecting ranking performance. And this is just scratching the surface of what can be achieved with query understanding in the age of large language models. Definitely. Jen. The research community is continuously exploring new avenues and developing innovative approaches to improve search engines' capabilities. Absolutely. Tom. So whether you're a tech enthusiast, an AI researcher, or simply someone curious about the inner workings of search engines. We hope this episode has provided some valuable insights into query understanding in the age of large language models. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay curious and keep exploring. Until next time. Background music fades out. End of podcast episode. Upbeat music playing. Welcome back, folks. We have an exciting new sponsor to introduce today. Get ready to deep into the world of interdimensional dancewear. That's right, Tom. Our sponsor is Quantum Tutu Delivery Services. They're bringing you dancewear that can transport you beyond just the physical realm. Imagine a tutu that lets you pirouette through parallel universes. Picture yourself playing in dimensions you didn't even know existed. All from the comfort of your own dance studio. No more spending hours traveling between dimensions just to find the perfect tutu. And with Quantum Tutu Delivery Services, it's easier than ever to order. Just speculate on your desired tutu style. Choose from over 10,000 colors, including cosmic pink and wormhole blue. And their teleportation experts will warp it directly into your hands. Plus, they guarantee delivery at the speed of light. Whether you're rehearsing on Earth or dancing among alien creatures on planet Zogler 7, your quantum-powered ballet gear will arrive in a jiffy. Are regular sequence making your performances look dull? Not anymore. With their upgrade options like stardust-infused fabric and holographic embellishments. Audiences won't be able to take their eyes off of you. And for those who crave extra pizzazz during performances or simply want some flashy pajamas for interdimensional slumber parties, Quantum Tutu Delivery Services has got blinged-out ballet slippers too. Absolutely glitter-tastic. But wait. There's more. They even offer personalized teleportation services so that soloist ballerinas can make 
breathtaking grand entrances without any stage exit challenges whatsoever. So whether it's jetés across Jupiter or pas de deux through Pluto, Quantum Tutu Delivery Services has the perfect gear for all your cosmic dance needs. Use code PODCASTDENCE at checkout to receive a 10% discount and a Welcome back to another episode of Tech Talk. The podcast where we break down complex topics in technology and make them accessible to our listeners. I'm your host, Tom. And joining me, as always, is the brilliant and witty Jen. Thank you, Tom. I'm excited for today's episode because we'll be diving into the fascinating world of public health. Research and how deep learning is revolutionizing the way we retrieve information from social media. Our topic today is titled Streamlining Social Media Information Retrieval for Public Health. Research with Deep Learning. That's right. Jen. Social media has become an invaluable source of data for researchers studying various health-related phenomena, especially during events like the COVID-19 pandemic. However, extracting meaningful insights from these massive amounts of data is no easy task. Absolutely. Tom, one major challenge that researchers face is bias introduced when predefined lexicons are used to retrieve relevant information from social media content. That's where deep learning comes in. The authors of the paper we'll be discussing today have developed a framework that tackles this exact problem. This framework comprises three modules that work together seamlessly. The first module uses a BERT-based named Entity Recognition, NER, model to identify medical entities within social media content. This allows researchers to extract relevant information such as symptoms or disease names. And once these entities are extracted, The second module kicks in with a deep learning-powered normalization process that standardizes the extracted entities. This helps ensure consistency and comparability across different sources of social media data. Finally, the third module is an ensemble model that assigns the most probable unified medical language system, UMLS, concept to each standardized entity. UMLS is a comprehensive biomedical terminology resource that helps researchers categorize and understand medical concepts. Exactly. The authors applied this framework to COVID-19-related tweets and created an extensive symptom dictionary with over 9,000 standardized entities mapped to UMLS concepts and over 38,000 colloquial expressions. This dictionary can significantly enhance the accuracy and efficiency of information retrieval for public health research. It's amazing how deep learning can streamline the process of curating lexicons and improve the quality of data analysis. This framework has the potential to address the limitations of traditional keyword matching methods and help us gather valuable insights from social media in a more comprehensive way. Absolutely. Tom, by leveraging cutting-edge technology, researchers can gain deeper understanding into public sentiment, behavioral trends, 
and perceptions during health crises like COVID-19. This information is crucial for policymakers and healthcare professionals in formulating effective strategies. That's right, Jen. And by developing a standardized dictionary of colloquial medical terms. This framework not only benefits researchers but also aids healthcare professionals and non-experts in understanding how the general population describes their symptoms in everyday language. Well said, Tom. The potential applications and implications of this research are truly exciting. As technology continues to evolve, we'll likely see more innovative solutions that bridge the gap between social media data and public health research. Absolutely. Jen. So buckle up as we delve into the details of this groundbreaking paper on streamlining social media. Information retrieval for public health research with deep learning. Stay tuned for an enlightening conversation on how technology is shaping the future of healthcare. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth analysis of this fascinating research paper. You're listening to Tech Talk with Tom and Jen. Break. Hey there, listeners. Welcome back to another exciting episode of our NPR podcast. I'm Tom. And joining me as always is the amazing Jen. Thanks again for tuning in. Today, we have a fascinating topic to dive into streamlining social media information retrieval for public health research with deep learning. Now, don't worry if that sounds intimidating. We're here to break it down and make it easy for everyone to understand. Absolutely. And this research is all about using deep learning techniques to extract valuable information from social media during health crises such as the COVID-19 pandemic. That's right. Tom, social media platforms are a treasure trove of data for researchers trying to understand public sentiment and behavior during these times. However, it's not always easy to identify and extract relevant information from such vast amounts of data. And that's where this framework comes in. It's designed to streamline the process of retrieving information from social media by using deep learning algorithms. Exactly. Tom, the framework consists of three modules that work together seamlessly. The first module uses a BERT-based named entity recognition, NER, model to identify medical entities within social media content. Medical entities could be things like symptoms or disease names mentioned in the tweets or posts on social media. Once these entities are identified, The second module uses deep learning techniques to standardize them. That means taking different variations and ways of expressing these medical terms and normalizing them into standardized forms. This ensures consistency and makes it easier for researchers to analyze the data. Finally, the third module is responsible for assigning each standardized entity with the most appropriate unified medical language system. UMLS. Concept. UMLS is a comprehensive resource that helps categorize and understand medical concepts using standardized terminology. This step makes it easier for researchers to compare different studies or datasets because they are 
all speaking the same language so to speak absolutely and when they applied this framework specifically to covid-19 related tweets they were able to create an extensive symptom dictionary with standardized entities and colloquial expressions this symptom dictionary can greatly improve the accuracy and efficiency of information retrieval for public health research and what's really exciting is that this approach allows researchers to understand how people are describing their symptoms in everyday language not just clinical terms that's a great point gen by using deep learning algorithms researchers can capture the language used by the general population on social media platforms and gain a better understanding of public sentiment and behavior during health crises and this information is incredibly valuable for policymakers and healthcare professionals who need to make informed decisions based on public perception and behaviors absolutely this research shows us just how powerful deep learning techniques can be in extracting meaningful insights from social media data it opens up new avenues for studying public health from a more comprehensive perspective exactly Tom as technology continues to evolve we're likely to see more innovative solutions that bridge the gap between social media data and public health research well said gen that's all the time we have for today we hope you enjoyed diving into this fascinating research paper with us thank you all for joining us on another episode of our npr podcast remember to stay curious and Keep exploring complex topics with us. Until next time, I'm Tom and I'm Jen. Stay curious, stay informed, and have a great day. Upbeat music playing. Hey there, podcast pals. Have you ever wished your breakfast could be magically delicious? Well, hold on to your syrup because we have just the thing for you. Introducing Mystic Waffle Irons, unleashing breakfast magic. Want a waffle that's not just a mere breakfast item but an enchanting experience? Look no further. These waffle irons are like nothing you've seen before. They come in an array of whimsical designs. How about starting your day with a unicorn-shaped waffle? Or maybe summoning some toast limb levitation with our spellbinding wizard-themed iron? Unleash the magic in every bite. Each Mystic Waffle Iron is also equipped with our patented spontaneous topping generation feature. Sit back and watch as maple syrup pools form themselves into mystical landscapes right on top of your waffles. And if that's not enough, these waffle irons double as telepathic fortune tellers. Seriously? Telepathic fortune telling? Oh yeah. Just throw in some batter and wait for the iron to communicate its predictions through Morse code. Taps. You never know when those fluffy pockets of wisdom will pop up. Laughs. It's like having a personal breakfast psychic in your kitchen. But don't worry about burning down the castle while lost in all this wonderment. Each mystic. Waffle iron comes with built-in safety spells. So join us on this magical journey each morning, both hosts together.
and let mystic waffle irons transform your mundane mornings into marvelously marvelous moments full of sorcery and deliciousness, because normal-shaped pancakes are for muggles. Twinkling sound effect. Announcer. With radio voice. Get ready to taste the magic every morning with mystic waffle irons, unleashing breakfast magic. Because breakfast just got weirdly magical. And remember, folks, when ordering your Mystic W. Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome back to another episode of our award-winning podcast, I'm Tom. And I'm here with my co-host, Jen. That's right. Tom, we're excited to dive into another fascinating topic today. And boy, do we have an interesting one for you. Today, we'll be exploring a paper titled Disentangled Variational Auto Encoder Enhanced by Counterfactual Data for Debiasing Recommendation. Now, I know that sounds like a mouthful, but don't worry, we're here to break it down for you. Absolutely. Jen, this paper tackles an important issue in the field of recommender systems, bias. Recommender systems are commonly used in applications like e-commerce and social networks, where they help users find personalized recommendations from vast amounts of data. However, these systems often suffer from biases that hinder their accuracy and fairness. That's right, Tom. The two primary biases that this paper focuses on are the popularity bias and the amplified subjective bias. The popularity bias occurs when popular items are recommended more frequently than less popular ones. On the other hand, the amplified subjective bias happens when a user's historical preferences are amplified in recommendations, leading to a limited range of recommended items. Exactly. And what makes this paper unique is that it proposes a novel framework called Disentangled. Variational Autoencoder, DBVAE, enhanced by counterfactual data to address these biases. The DBVAE framework aims to decouple the biased influences on user preferences and learn unbiased representations using two extreme types of items affected by individual biases. That's fascinating. Tom. To overcome the challenge of sparse data in recommender systems, the paper also introduces a counterfactual data enhancement method. This method generates massive counterfactual data using Perl's causal inference framework to make up for the lack of supervised signals caused by data sparsity. Absolutely. Jen. And you know what's even more exciting? The extensive experiments conducted on real-world datasets show that the proposed model, DBVAE, outperforms existing baselines in terms of relevance and accuracy. In fact, it achieves an average improvement of 5% in metrics like NDCG and recall. Wow, that's impressive. It's great to see innovative approaches like these being developed to combat biases in recommendation systems this not only enhances the user experience but also promotes fairness and diversity in recommendations. Absolutely. Jen. 
It's important to remember that recommendation systems play a significant role in our daily lives, shaping our choices and preferences. So understanding how biases can impact these systems is crucial. And with papers like this one, we're one step closer to building more reliable and unbiased recommender systems. That's right, Tom. So stay tuned as we deep dive into this paper. Explaining the concepts behind disentangled variational auto-encoders and counterfactual data. Enhancement in an intuitive and informative way. We'll make sure you understand all the complexities involved while keeping things entertaining. Along the way. That's our goal. Jen, educating and entertaining our listeners. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and get ready for an enlightening episode on debiasing. Recommendation systems using the disentangled variational autoencoder enhanced by counterfactual data. Thanks for joining us today. Folks, stay tuned for another exciting episode of our podcast until next time. Bye for now. Upbeat music playing. Hey there, podcast lovers. Have you ever felt like your daily routine is just not exciting enough? Are you tired of the same old coffee breaks and mundane office conversations? Well, do we have news for you? Our podcast is sponsored by Hyperpogo Corp. The masters of hyperactive entertainment. Laughing that's right, Tom. Hyperpogo Corp. Takes ordinary activities to the extreme. Remember how fun it was to bounce on your childhood pogo stick? Well, Hyper Pogo Cop has taken pogo into a whole new level. Introducing the Turbo Pogomatic 3000, a pogo that defies all physics and common sense. With its patented quantum bounce technology, you'll jump so high that people might mistake you for an astronaut training for zero gravity. But wait, there's more. The Turbo Pogomatic 3000 comes with built-in disco lights and a surround sound system. Dance like nobody's watching while bouncing on this outrageous contraption that combines fitness with funky beats. Trust us when we say it's impossible not to smile on this thing. It's been tested extensively by our hosts here at NPR. Tom and Jen start giggling. Tom. Between laughs. Oh man. I haven't had this much fun since my 8th grade science fair volcano explosion. Jen. Laughing. And remember folks. It's scientifically proven that laughter adds an extra bounce to your step. Both laugh uncontrollably. Voiceover announcer. Fast paced. Get ready to defy gravity with Turbo Pogomatic 3000 from Hyperpogo Corp. Warning. Giggles may cause uncontrollable fits of laughter. Side effects may include sore cheeks from constant smiling. Consult your doctor if excessive laughter persists. So, ditch those dull afternoon meetings and trade them for a wild bouncing adventure. Visit Hyperpogo Corpy's website today.